Welcome back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Moving right along, bottom of the second hour here on the block. This is the time slot we check in with Husker football recruiting with the brains behind it for this show, at least Brian Munson of Husker Online, uh, the on three site for Nebraska. Brian, there's only one place to start this conversation, and that's with the absolute scenes in Pinnacle Bank Arena on Saturday. Uh, the Dylan Riola game. I mean, the Nebraska men's basketball game uh, with the Dylan Riola show going on there. What a turnout for the game, but also, I suppose, for, for Dylan Riola. What impact do you think that, that PBA atmosphere and crowd made on him? Well, it, it should have been a positive one. I mean, um, I, I don't think that there's, you know, I was just saying this on Red Sea Scrolls earlier this afternoon. I, I really have a hard time believing at any other school that Dylan is, 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 uh, is considering, would he get that type of attention from the fan base? Um, I, 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 I don't, and that's not, that's not to say that Nebraska fans were, you know, doing anything special. They they were reacting to, you know, obviously the top recruit in the country, uh, at the best sport or the more the more popular the most popular sport on campus. And this player was there during the dead period. He came in during the dead period because obviously, you know, there's a opportunity to get out of town, opportunity to still still see Unc, other family members do things and and then get acknowledged like he did, you know, at a fabulous game on Sun on uh, on Saturday. So um, I really feel like that was a huge thing for Nebraska. I really felt like that was a big sign for them. They're going to get a chance to host him again in about four weeks. He's going to go to Georgia before that. Um, it, it's it, it's been it's been kind of a roller coaster over the last 24, 48 hours trying to figure out things and, and what to kind of make of everything. But I, in the end, the only thing I could say about any of that is that was an incredibly positive experience for, for Rayola. So he is still going to go to Georgia. There was some uh, internet speculation that he had canceled going to Georgia, but he's still heading down to Athens at some point. See, and I think that that got misinterpreted. There, there was a there was some wording that was there that, that may have said that the that the Georgia visit was in doubt. Somebody else has, somebody else took that and said it went to canceled. Then it took the first person to cite that as a source and, mm. and so on. But yeah, Steve Sipple uh, basically confirmed that last week that the Georgia visit was still on as of last Thursday. He confirmed that essentially again on Sunday when he was, when he caught up with Dominic and, and his family again. Um, so yeah, the, the, I would completely uh, expect still him to go to uh, Athens on the 18th. Gotcha. Good work to uh, the on three crew for clearing that up. You mentioned that Dylan Rayola is in town over the dead period where there's supposed to be no contact with recruits, a bit of an unusual situation, you know, with his uncle being on staff, like you mentioned, how common is it for teams, regardless of sport, but I guess uh, specifically football to use that sort of, you know, a a loophole or a workaround to get guys on campus. (laughs) It's pretty unusual. Um, you know, I went to. This is sad to say, but uh, it was a it was a regular Friday night in the old Munson household, uh, and, and I was in bed. I think by like ten thirty, eleven o'clock. <laughs> and when I woke up that morning, uh, there were there were details out there that that people had seen Rayola on a flight going to Nebraska in you know in the airport, etc. Um, and was on campus. There were reports that he was on campus, and, and Sean had released a story. You know, he had it at 11 o'clock the night before, released it at 7 o'clock the next morning. 
um, to kind of catch the crowds. Everybody was waking up, and I don't know if I've ever heard. I mean, maybe the COVID stuff, like where you know things were shut down and people were still taking visits to go check out like the town and walk the campus on their own and stuff like that. But you know, this one's really unusual. I mean, you 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 have an uncle who is a coach that you can go and and see because of a of a family relationship, but it just so happens he's a coach at a school that maybe like on your list of favorite schools at the moment and and you're a five-star quarterback recruit. That is an incredibly unusual set of circumstances. And 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 I don't think he probably gets away with that, you know, as much uh at another school as he as he would with Nebraska because of the the family connections, dad being a legacy, et cetera. So um, you know, I, I'm sure that people are probably wanting to turn in Nebraska to whatever the NCA infractions, you know, committee or department <laughs> is for to look into that. But but in in essence, what you got there is you got a family relationship that that drove the, the Rayolas on a on a weekend where there was nothing going on, no trips were planned, and it happened to be a dead period. But they just they bought tickets to go to a basketball game. Um, that was, uh, that, that was, I don't, I don't think it would have worked at any other school he would have wanted to visit necessarily. What is on limits? What is off limits for uncle Donnie to talk to nephew Dylan about? I mean, I assume they're going to talk football at some point. Can it, can it be about the program, a role, or is it just, Hey, just have family conversations. I'm assuming that, that the limits were that weekend that, you know, Business was going to get discussed uh, probably in some big, broader, general sense, because obviously uncle is not going to be the position coach for, for mm-hmm. Dylan at Nebraska. But but what would probably have to happen is to, in, to be in compliance. That would have to ha- happen almost like in a family setting, you know, off of campus to have, you know, maybe having dinner at at, at Unc's place or uh, in a restaurant somewhere where they're just going to have a general discussion and kind of go through some things. I'm sure he's thinking about his nephew, uh, you know, bigger, you know, bigger picture kind of thing where, as opposed to just the Nebraska aspect of it. Um, and he wants to just kind of, you know, tell him that, you know, obviously he's there to help out and, and help him out with his decision. And, and, and if, if something came up about Nebraska, I'm sure that it was like, look, we're going to keep it in some broader context kind of detail, as opposed to, you know, getting into the weeds very much because, you know, there's not a lot there that, it should be said in the, in the first place, but I don't think that there would have been anything wrong to talk about stuff at that point, as long as it was off campus and it was between family members. Sounds good. We're talking with Brian Munson of Husker online, the on three site for Nebraska. Brian, you did get to catch up with the coach of the first commit in the 2024 Nebraska class. Roger Gradney commits next week. I encourage people to, to read that full post on, on three, but what were some of the takeaways you have from uh, talking to Roger Gradney's coach about the player? I, I, I tell you what, I, I think that his coach, um, I think his coach number one uh, was learned something something new about Roger every single week of last season. So his coach, Coach Demont, had you know been a been a head coach at Rice Consolidated and then stepped away for nine years and then returned last season to be the head coach again. Um, so he he is back and and he was just getting a chance to 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 meet all the kids and and learn what all the kids were about. And they would, you know, they kind of penciled Roger in at, at a spot, you know, playing kind of hybrid and, 
and then they would face again a really good wide receiver and then they'd put him over the wide receiver and then they would find a, a another week where they had to kind of move him around and and they would do something different with him they they really couldn't find an end essentially to his athleticism and his ability on the football field to do the various things that he was asked to do on a week by week basis i thought what was really really interesting though because you get at some point you have to circle back to the surgery that mm-hmm. that roger had had and I, I thought it was really telling because it was like he could coach Dumont could not figure out if Roger was really telling the truth and had a problem going on with his hip or if he was just kind of, you know, wanted to take some time off. They, they, they sat him, they rested him. He, he, he's, he still had a problem with it. And finally, you know, he said, he's like, you know, I just didn't know what to kind of expect. This is a kid that's still running like a 10 100. You know, he's, he's still got incredible speed despite this hip problem. But then he goes and gets an MRI done. He's got torn ligaments in his hip. He has got a torn labrum in his hip. So he has had surgery to shave off part of the bone and, and, and get things back. And now the kids, you know, he's, He's uh he's full Jones and he wants to get out there and go run track because he thinks he's feeling so much better and and the the coaching staff as well as his grandparents and, and some other people that are influential in his life are trying to make sure he understands you know where what his meal ticket really is when it comes to you know getting getting to college and getting to school and that that is playing football so um, I think he's a I think he's a fabulous athlete. I think some things are really going to get interesting for him when it comes to him playing the game fully healthy. But I, yeah. I think that I think that a lot of people have overlooked him because they they went to the school, they missed him because he had surgery. He had missed a couple weeks of school as a result of it. Uh, and I think that they just kind of backed off a little bit when they when they heard about the hip. But I think if this thing is full like full go, full recovery, just like Coach said he thought it would be. I think that that's going to be a guy that you're going to see a lot of serious interest coming in for him You know, later on as we get down into the season. Say he does ultimately end up at Nebraska, given that he is the, the first commit in the class. Does Nebraska intend to use him you know, at one position, or will they use him as you know, that versatile piece like he was in high school? Yeah, I think that they see him as a hybrid guy. I think at least, at least initially they see him as a hybrid guy that can kind of sit out there and and play that spot well, almost like, like like a JoJo Doman was, you know, was doing where he could kind of come down the box, get some pressure on the quarterback. Oh yeah, they're going to duck a running back out there in the flat. Guess what? You know, you get you got him above that, and he's playing he's playing cover two that that at that point, and he's got he's got the running back. He's also a guy that can step out and cover a wide receiver in in, in the slot. I really think that they feel like he has that type of versatility, but I also feel like they're going to put him into a special teams role because the words that I have gotten from people that are down there in the area that have seen him as a special teamer guy, teams literally would not kick him the football. They they would punt out of bounds. They would squib kick the kickoffs. They did not give him an opportunity much to, to see the football in special teams. And, and as far as like the, you know, him being the first commitment in the class, his answer to coach Dumont about why he was like so anxious to commit I think was really, really telling. I think that he, he wants to get to the NFL. He feels that Matt Rule, you know, having coached in, in, in Texas at Baylor, having coached in the NFL, having a lot of coaches that have coached in the NFL, played the NFL, he really feels like there's a connection there. If he goes to Nebraska and really develops, he can get to the next level, and that's, and that's really what's, what drove his decision. When you look at Roger Gradney in terms of, you know, his, his football career, 
we saw Nebraska take a lot of projects, some guys that haven't played a lot of football, uh, maybe just within the last couple of years, or they didn't play football at all, but Nebraska's taking a chance on the athlete. How much of a, a football player is Roger Gradney? Is he you know, more an athletic development project, or does he have you know some more football background that won't make the learning curve quite as steep? I think that he's. Uh, I think he's got a lot of raw potential. I don't think that he's seen as much time on the field as what some people might hope. Maybe that means he's got a little bit extra tread on the tires. But I guess we'll have to see, like, on the other side of this injury to see how things kind of go. Um, I, I think that that's a fair assessment. I mean, his stats weren't weren't eye popping this last year. I think it's because he missed some time. They sat him down because his hip was bothering him. Uh, now, now you have to think that hopefully the hip is going to be 100% come fall. If they can get a full season out of him, it's going to be really interesting. Plus, you know, he's going to move around on offense, um, and he's go- he's going to really find that one spot to play that hybrid spot on defense. They, they're even talking about maybe him playing some time at quarterback. They lost his they lost their quarterback last year. He's only one of three seniors on his team, so things could be his stats next year could be. Jaden Doss like where Jaden Doss was just kind of getting a move, moved around every single week. He'd have like, you know, a couple of returns because they were foolish enough to kick to him and he would take them both to the house or whatever. I could see some similar statistics to Jaden Doss for, for Gradney next year. That's Brian Munson of Husker Online on three. Check out Brian's work there. And follow Brian on Twitter. Just search Brian Munson. You'll find him there for everything you need for Husker football recruiting. Brian, as always, we appreciate your insight. I'm sure there will be plenty more to pick your brain about next week. Really appreciate it as always. Sounds good, man. Talk to you next week. Once again, Brian Munson of Husker Online and on three. When we get back, the crossover. I don't think anyone's in the building. DP still out. Jay might be around, might be hopping on the stream. Otherwise, you got Strick and I for another segment to close out on the block. We'll wrap it up on the other side.